Hello, and welcome to another glorious episode of, <clears throat> excuse me, Bear Ash Podcast, where we podcast without pants on, but you can't see us. I'm Manny. And I'm Chase. <laughs> and uh, we're going to smoke a cigar today and talk about it and ridicule everyone else who posted publicly about their opinions of such cigar. That cigar would be the... Uh, tonight we're smoking roll. the we're smoking the the undercrown Driste undercrown sungrown. We're smoking the a undercrown sungrown. Uh, Manny, really quick though, I think that you might have misunderstood this podcast. Oh, yeah, I, I thought that the name Bear Ash referred to after you knocked the ash off of your cigar because I am wearing pants currently. Uh, I've been wearing pants for every episode. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Well, way to make it awkward. But yeah, we are smoking the Undercrown Sungrown. Um, it is the third release, or third type of cigar, I guess you could say, in the Undercrown line, made by Drew Estate. What size did you say it was? Uh, this is a Bellicoso, which is 6 inch by 52 Aren't Bellicoso... Oh, you have the Bellicoso, so it has, like, the torpedo cap. No. Wait, a Bellicoso can be not without the pointed tip? Actually, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you do have that? Yeah, I clipped it a little while ago, so I forgot, and, uh, and I just looked at my ashtray, and yep, there it is. <laughs> so, so mine is a different shape, then. Oh, what is yours? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, mine is... Probably about, it's pretty big. It's probably about six inches by like a 49.50 ring gauge. Oh, there you go. So it's about the same as yours, right? Well, yeah, it's about the same. That's about the same. I'm sure we will, we could figure that out very quickly. Chase. Yes, man. Since we are public with this, I just want to publicly say thank you uh, for your audio engineering skills and the quality of this show can't be beat elsewhere. Oh, thank thank you! Wow, that's uh, yeah, largely due to your talent. Yeah, has that been um, has that been feedback from listeners? We've had zero feedback from listeners. Yeah, well, I think we need listeners first to get feedback from them. Right, that doesn't help that we've been blocked by Instagram. <laughs> yeah, first week up on Instagram, we're already blocked. So Mind you, not week... for doing anything inappropriate or against any kind of rules or regulations. <laughs> we posted three pictures. And then liked, you know, anywhere around 50 pages that we already knew of that we're, like, fans of that are cigar tobacco pages. Yeah. And then uh, I went to like a Rocky Patel post and WTF, bro. Um, oh. It doesn't, uh, sorry, you don't have to check the explicit box for that. No, it I'm, doesn't... I'm just saying, oh, because maybe it's because you tried to like a Rocky Patel post. <laughs> <laughs> it's most likely what happened. <laughs> but, uh yeah, they uh, wouldn't let me do it, and then next, the next time I went to log in, it was like, your account has been disabled for violating <laughs> the terms of service. Yep. That so, makes sense. you know, I, I mean, speaking of sun-grown, we only need one solar flare to knock out Instagram and prove how worthless it actually is. Oh, is that one of the things you put in your uh, complaint? Uh, no, would you <laughs> like to hear some of my formal complaints? I would love to, because I have a feeling my complaints were probably a little more tame than yours. 
Yeah, well, they're both coming from the same account, so they don't know what's what. <laughs> they're like, who is this guy? <laughs> He's bipolar. Some mood issues. It's going back and forth. <laughs> Here's one. I said, your solution does not work. It says my account, at Bear Ash Podcast, is blocked due to soliciting likes and stuff like that. Please contact your software developers and let them know they messed up with their AI algorithms for identifying silly behavior on your simple and questionably ethical social media app. How is there no reason or discussion used in decision making? Assistance <laughs> would be more than welcome. Then I said, in a different, a separate complaint, <laughs> Yeah, I said... I didn't violate the community guidelines, but there's no discussion to be had. Check out at Bear Ash Podcast to see what I mean. <laughs> Listen to an episode while you're at it. Well, that, that's my next complaint. <laughs> I said, I start a cigar page and a discussion podcast that generates $0 in revenue and has zero sponsors with 11 listeners. We had three pictures on our cigar page, and now my account is completely blocked. I would love to hear how Instagram feels violated in all this because I think your updates need updating. Get at me if you're into solving problems. I'm a human <laughs> of average privilege. <laughs> you added and then I just in? simply said, in an entirely separate complaint, please tune in tomorrow to Bear Ash Podcast to learn about why we were disabled on Instagram. <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to get back to me. Yeah, well, uh, I know I sent a, I sent a, I don't know if it's a complaint, whatever it is, but a uh, recommendation to fix a problem yesterday and i just very briefly explained that i'm pretty sure they had made a mistake and whatever algorithm they were using was incorrect for us considering that we were only following like 60 something people and uh we only had like 13 people following us on instagram and that's over a two-week period of time <laughs> do you think it's because we were so popular they're like oh we can't have this no nah, i think that yeah someone i think someone talked to them like the, these guys are out. a threat i think i think we were a threat the next Kardashians, I think. Jeff Bezos. That's right. Um, actually, one other thing that I did notice, Manny, or that I did read about and why we could possibly be restricted. Originally, we were just restricted from liking and following. But uh, then, and I posted one post during that restriction time. And then um, today, I went to post again on a wonderful cigar I tried this morning. And then it told me I was restricted from posting. And then within, what, six, seven hours is when you... Uh, went on and we're completely <laughs> blocked. Um, yep. But uh, it, does, it does say in a couple different things that sometimes if you start an account and then you leave it inactive for a period of time, then all of a sudden start doing a bunch of stuff that, that could also trigger their algorithm to make, to make you think that they're, to make them think that we're not real people. So that's a possibility. As I, I know it did sit for about a week before we actually started doing anything with the account. When it first happened, I watched like a 10-minute video on how to reactivate your account. And it was weird, and I didn't really believe it. And during the video, he's like, oh, yeah, you have to take a picture of yourself holding a piece of paper with this hand, and you get a... I was like, what are you talking... You have to email some picture, like, <laughs> holding up two fingers. And then at the end of the video, he goes, I actually have never tried this, and I don't know that it works, but I think it might. So <laughs> was I just he, wasted 10 minutes of my life. joking? Nope. Totally oh, serious. Yeah, I don't know that that was a Thanks waste. for the contribution to society. <laughs> I wouldn't say that was a waste. Honestly, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like the Rick Rolled videos from, I don't know, what was that, seven, <laughs> eight years ago? <laughs> Those are still good. Yeah, they are still. I don't know if they're still out there, but they're still good if they are. 
I mean, I had intentions of violating the terms of service. I mean, I was ready to post pictures of what no one else can see below the table right now. <laughs> what, your feet? <laughs> well, me without pants. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I was going to post um, meaningless pairings of cigars, uh, like uh, power tool pairings with cigars, <laughs> or... Um, yeah, pieces of wood with cigars, plants outside with cigars, things that don't make sense. You know, yeah. kind of like gun and watch pairings. Or kind of like a cigar and a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or uh, like a roadkill, like with a cigar next to it. Mm. Yeah. I have, you know what, I've done a pairing with uh, wine and roughed grouse. There you go. On Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just downloaded a app. Um called Cigar Noise that apparently, I haven't, I literally just downloaded it before we, we started recording this, but uh, I was reading an article, four pairings to the cigar, and apparently they give you pairing advice um, in this app called Cigar Noise. So I'm promoting it, not really, it looks like it's more of like a like kind of cigar dojo, like a community group website for cigar lovers. But uh, I didn't follow the guy's pairing, but still, it was worth the read. Have you listened to Cigar Talk Radio? I have listened to Cigar Talk, if it's the same thing. Oh, maybe I'm, Maybe it's just Cigar Talk. I don't know. I heard it mentioned. I never listened to it. You probably heard it mentioned from me. Uh, well, possibly, I've mentioned it here on this podcast. <laughs> what I'm referring to is it came up on one of the searches I did for this cigar. Um, I don't... I didn't listen to it. I don't even know if they posted anything, but I saw oh, Cigar Talk as a podcast, and I I was on the, I'm always in the prowl or on the lookout for like new interesting podcasts. So I just hadn't listened to it. So you did mention it. I forgot about it, and uh, now I'm telling you about it. Hmm. It sounds really interesting. I should check it out. Uh, yeah, I think you should. <laughs> yeah. I typically like to listen to my friends when they give me recommendations, and then give them credit for recommending a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have any experience in that. No, no. No, nah, I didn't think so. <laughs> so. Well, hey, a little bit about the cigar. Yes, please. Um, this is, uh, you may be, uh, you might be smoking the Gran Toro. Gran Torino? No, Gran Toro. Probably. Uh, but anyways, the wrapper of the cigar is Ecuadorian Sumatra Sun Grown. Binder of the cigar is Connecticut River Valley Stock Cut Cured Sun Grown Habana. Uh, filler is Nicaraguan. Um, it does not say it in what I'm reading right here, but I believe they also use a little bit of an aged Ligero in, I think it is, the filler. Um, as it was an addition to the blend when they were trying to come up with this blend to kind of add a little more strength to it. Um, it is, the factory is, uh, La Grande Fabrica Drew Estate in Nicaragua. This cigar is regular production, although I do remember when it first came out, um, which I want to say was 2017. I have the information somewhere, but I'm pretty sure it was 2017. I could not get a hold of the cigar anywhere. Like it wasn't in any local shops here. It was sold out everywhere online and I was pretty excited about it. Honestly, yeah, this is kind of a novice reason, but uh, I really like the band. I really like the look <laughs> of the cigar. Like this cigar just looks beautiful. I like the way it looks. Don't 
don't make fun of me. I like the way it looks. And I literally, I mean, I, I, and that's, this, this isn't even a joke. I paired it with Jack Daniels Tennessee Fire just because the band matches the bottle exactly. <laughs> oh, so you were made for Instagram, dude. They can't, no, they can't ban, they can't shadow ban you. Yeah, they can't hold me back. I'll just <laughs> go post that on Facebook. Dude, yeah, Twitter all the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. We really need to spread the word about this podcast. <laughs> People need to know what we have to say. People are missing out on really <laughs> valuable stuff here. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I will say, uh, you mentioned the Ecuadorian Sumatran rapper. Mm-hmm. How did, is it from both places? Um, not that I'm not, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I was just wondering. What is that? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that um, means either. And um, two, I know it's grown in open sunlight. It's like Dominican Habana tobacco. Um, the wrapper is not too thin, not too thick. It's just right. I am getting a little. Oh, bit it is of grown in open in sun of Ecuador, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so far, I was actually so this this reminds me of the Artur, uh, not the Arturo Fuente, the, um, yeah, the Arturo Fuente Sun Grown. Hmm. Does it not? Yeah, Maybe it does it's just a little bit. No, it does a little bit. Is it just the subconscious I pref- affiliation I, I prefer this the though over the, I do prefer this over the Arturo Fuente Sun Grown. I do too. But what, what, the reason I bring that up is because when I, when I lit this just a minute ago, I was thinking this tastes like a good classic cigar, and I I think I think that because I used to buy Arturo Fuente Sun Growns as like a classic cigar, like just a go-to good cigar back yeah. in the day. I remember. How would you describe this cigar so far, Chase? Hmm. It's a little sweet. Um, a little, little woodsy cedar. Cedar. Let's go with cedar. Um, I, I like it. It's creamy. Um, I, th- I think it's listed as, once again, it's listed as like a full-bodied cigar. Eh. Don't think it is. Wrong. Um, I did this morning, unrelated to this, but I did smoke a cigar that I would actually list as a full-bodied cigar. Um, what was that? And that was a Brother of the Leaf, also by Drew Estate. Um which I won't get too into because I think that we, I think that you might be having a package delivered to your house over the next 24 hours. Santa sent me a package of cigars? If that's what you want to call me. <laughs> I'll call you whatever you want if you're sending me cigars. <laughs> All right, then Santa it is. Official. Um, but uh, I would love to do an episode and review that cigar because it is, it's, it's delicious. It's, it's got a ton of flavor. Actually, when I first lit it, I was standing with a, uh, the gentleman who runs Old Virginia Tobacco Company, like I like to mention, uh, Andy. If anyone in this area ever listens to this, go check out Old Virginia Tobacco Company in Seven Corners, and that is Andy is the manager. But I lit it up, and I had asked him. I said, hey, "Have you ever smoked this cigar?" He goes, "Yeah." Tell me what you think. So I lit it up, and I mean, within the first three puffs, I was like, "Whoa, it's a lot of flavor." He was like, "Yep, just sit down and get ready for the rest of it." <laughs> so I'm curious. Yeah. How, what are the things that you look for that would make you say that is a full-bodied cigar? Um, I mean, flavor is, is part of it. 
I mean, although I do believe they're full-flavored but not full-bodied cigars. But I don't know. For me, when I smoke a full-flavored, I mean, a full-bodied cigar, I mean, I can, I can feel it almost instantly. Like, I can, I can almost, like, instantly feel, like, okay, I'm, a, like, a little lightheaded. I can feel it a little bit more, like, as I draw it in. Um, my mouth that tingles quite a bit. nicotine. <laughs> yeah. I get a little tingle in the mouth of a full-flavored cigar. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of where, where I would start to classify a cigar as full-flavored. Um, yeah, I definitely feel it. I, mean, I sorry, feel it in my full stomach. Body, not full-flavored. Full-body, yeah. So, when, you're descri- when I'm describing a full-body cigar... Um, I feel the nicotine quickly. Yeah. I feel it in my stomach personally. Like I have to make sure I have food in my stomach or if I don't, I got to get some food in there. And <laughs> cause yeah. if, if I keep smoking a cigar that's too strong and I'm not ready for it, it can make me feel a little woozy, a little nauseous. Yeah. In which case I just put it down and get some fresh air and wait about a half hour. Um, but food helps. Uh, full-bodied cigar is also going to, like, you're going to taste it for sure. Like, the flavor is supposed to be strong. Yeah. Um, like, one puff, you just get all different kinds of flavors, or it's just a very, like, very powerful flavor. Like, um, in other words, it would mask other things of lighter flavor. So, like, having a full-bodied cigar with a beer, you might not taste the beer. Yeah. Um, just like if you were drinking, like, uh, like a full body like porter like a heavy dark beer then you switch to like something light you're not going to taste it um, so with a full bodied cigar you got to pair it with like something really flavorful so you can taste the drink while you're pairing it mm. speaking Boom. of which what did you pair with this cigar you know I just had all kinds of internal turmoil thinking about what I was going to pair this with I I, I... I'm, I just I settled on my Reposado tequila. Oh, look at you! It's tequila is one of my favorite drinks, man. It goes well with this. This is a really smooth cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, I am getting a little bit of a, call it a burn issue, if you will. Yeah, burn a little. I'm a not little sure what you refer to it as, but it's starting to get a little swole just behind the burn line. Really? And I'm starting to have the wrapper just pop a little bit. Uh-oh. What's, uh oh! What's not what's your too humidor, bad. It's not man. as bad as when I had it happen with the banker cigars, where it just <laughs> completely split. Um, it still tastes great. It's not affecting the flavor at all. I'm just kind of keeping an eye on it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep the band on it because sometimes the band can help keep a cigar together when it's doing that. I don't know what causes it to swell and split like that. I only had that happen on a couple cigars. Yeah, I've only had that happen on a couple cigars, and typically they were. Um, I mean, in my memory, I don't think that they were humidified properly. Do you have yeah, no, uh, I'm not any sure issues if... with the humidor there, Manny? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, it's been pretty consistent. Are you still keeping it in the barn in this cold weather? No. Just hey, I'm it's just checking. in the house on a high shelf. Just checking. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I coughed right into the mic oh, there. Oh, who would ever? <laughs> I'm fighting a little who coffee cough. ever? Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of a burn issue, uh, we have mentioned. Uh, I think we actually more so talked about the football in the episode we were doing. Of uh, I think we were doing that was in the, the Añejo episode. Um, yeah. They have the uh, the uh, Opus X football, and I think I also referenced the egg, which is made by Drew Estate. And I watched a video the other day, which I was going to send to you and just forgot, but it was a guy who actually. Like, for the purpose of reviewing it, lit up an egg. (laughs) 
And it was pretty hilarious. Because the egg is, I mean, I think, he, he might have been joking, but he said it was, no, actually, he probably wasn't joking. He said it was a 100 ring gauge. What? <laughs> yeah, at its widest. Well, maybe, like right in the middle, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, but he lit it, and he also, one of his goals was to try and keep the ash on throughout the entire cigar. Um, and he did. I mean, he didn't finish the entire cigar, because he, he kind of said at the beginning, he said, I'm assuming it's going to, like, you know, just with how much I'm going to have to draw through this thing, it's going to eventually get bitter and burnt tasting. Um, he probably got, like, two-thirds through it and then just gave up, but uh, it was a pretty uh, funny... It made me want to order one and uh, do an episode on it. How much are they? 20 bucks per cigar yeah i wonder if they're i wonder if it's worth the money yeah i mean he talks a lot about how it's just like a solid like he says it's not like a bad cigar um he said first of all you feel like a complete idiot smoking it <laughs> <laughs> i just imagine driving around town with that big like balloon sticking out the side of your mouth like hey what's up because <laughs> it starts at both the foot uh and the head i mean it starts at like i think like a 46 ring gauge <laughs> And then just gets swolled in the middle. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I I do like a perfecto shape, but I don't <laughs> I don't know that that qualifies as a perfecto shape. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just qualifies as the egg shape. <clears throat> I did see a football in person for sale at a smoke shop uh, this past Friday night. From uh, the Opus X football. Yeah. How yep. much was that? They had it. Um, I think it was two hundred dollars. Oh, and it's, and it's much bigger than the egg. I think that I don't know that anyone would actually smoke that cigar. I mean, there's photos of people smoking it that are still not blocked <laughs> on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Can you even see them, though? Yeah, through my other account for some reason. Which has far more reason to be blocked than, <laughs> oh, yeah. than our podcast account. If they knew anything. Yeah, which clearly they don't. I love when people and companies think they're way more important than they are. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that, oh, we need to build a really serious algorithm. This is getting out of hand. Yeah, all these Who bots cares? out there getting followers. We can't have that. Who cares? How do I provoke a solar flare from happening? Like, I try and do my part to increase the chances of global warming. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like by just letting all the, the engines down run. In the car? Yeah, leaving all the lights on, sitting in the garage with the with the car running with all the doors closed for a while. And uh, I wonder if there's anything I can do to provoke solar flares. Yeah, probably. I'm sure if you really tried, you could. I'll do it. We have so much control over the environment around us. You got to pray to the sun god, Ra. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, you have no. to do the Ra dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe when our Instagram is up, you can do a little photo of yourself doing the raw dance and give it to me. Throw raw. that up on our story. <laughs> Just give it to me raw. I don't know if that's part of the dance <laughs> or a song that's even related to the dance to raw. It's sun a worship god. song. Oh, oh, is it to the sun god raw? Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So hey, Manny, I know you mentioned you have a couple reviews on the cigar. Yep, I do. Would you want? Would you want to share them? I mean, would you want to review them? Do you actually want to hear them, though? I, I don't know yet. I always <laughs> decide after. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. So, <clears throat> a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on cigars, and <laughs> just like us, they feel like it's important to declare it publicly. Yeah, except we're, the, we're probably the only ones that admit that <laughs> you probably shouldn't listen to us. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know shit. I, 
<laughs> so I don't know anything about cigars. So the Drew Estate, this one is by Cigar Noise. Oh, there you go. Um, I don't know if you heard, but I just mentioned them on this podcast. I did. I noticed that. So um, on here, the author wrote on March 21st, 2018, Drew Estate Underground, Sun Grown Pairing. Let's see what he has to say. First of all, I'm not reading that intro because that's boring. Then I'm going to skip to who you bring into the dance. For the beverage, I selected Four Roses Single Batch Bourbon. In my part of the world, this is a tougher bottle to find. I usually rely on family or friends traveling to the States to pick me up a bottle or two, but this one I acquired on a trip to Boston in fall of 2017. While I wouldn't say I smuggled this bottle across the border, I would say I rescued it. Aww. And I just want to let you know how much detail he goes into about how he acquired everything that he's sitting in front of. He goes on to say, where'd it go? Here it is. The first waltz. Rolling the Robusto version between my fingers, I was very happy that only after a month or so in my humidor, it had good bounce. A nice sheen to the wrapper and great nose. I got some good earthiness and a sweetness from the tobacco. This is usually a good sign for a bourbon pairing for me. (laughs) He says, pouring off a few fingers of bourbon and having the benefit of the end of winter's chill for the glass. No ice is required. I rarely use ice or water anyway. (laughs) I like the taste of straight liquor. I want it as the maker intended. He goes on and on and on and on, and he says, As the smoke rolls around with the last flavors of bourbon in my mouth, I'm getting a a great pepper and vanilla balance. A few more puffs and a splash of bourbon, and I'm getting cedar and fruit hit that bourbon is bringing out in the smoke. (laughs) I am getting a little inconsistent burn line from the first third, but I bring it back to Wright's and that is really the only flaw I can see in the construction. He talks about the wind going on in Canada at the time. Oh, this is Canada, eh? Oh, what else does he say? He talks about the music he's listening to, what song is on. Overall, I was very happy with this pairing. I would highly recommend it. I usually try and let cigars sit a little longer, typically, but this did not suffer from only a month in the humidor. I'm not really into ratings, but would grant this a hearty, quote, giver if you're Hmm. looking for a pairing down the road. If you have any pairing suggestions, I'm always looking for new things to try. So leave a comment below. Oh, are there any comments? Mm Mm-hmm. Someone said, Great read, brother. Welcome to the team. That's all there is. Oh. What did you think about that one? I like that one, actually, yeah. Do you taste pepper? Uh, I, I'll do a little bit. It's, I don't taste pepper, but it is spicy. Um, I feel like a little I, Maybe little a tiny bit. Spicy, yeah. A tiny I wouldn't call it spicy, but I can see why you would say that. On the retro is where you get the little spice. There, um, what do I taste? What? You got you to gotta get the retro there. Get a little spice. Oh, should I try it again? Spice and creaminess. Let me try. Let me try to retro it hard. Just not as hard as the last time. Okay. Um, 
Mm, kind of boring through the retro hail. I don't taste much. No, it's not a ton. So you agree it doesn't really change the flavor much to retro hail? On this cigar, yes. Yes. But I do get a little more spice when I retro hail. Um, I have another review yeah. from Cigar Obsession. Yeah, hit me. Says Drew Estate Undercrown Sun Undercrown Sungrown Corona Cigar Review. So they had a Corona. This 5.6 inch by 46 stick features a dark chocolate, slight red hued wrapper with a firm, even pack, oily butter, soft feel, minimal veins, tight, invisible seams, large double cap, and musty barnyard aroma. Mm. First light reveals a perfect draw with thick, rich, full-bodied smoke, smooth smoke, showing a complex blend of cacao, sweet light earth, a bit of pepper, and a touch of leather with a long finish of the same. (laughs) The first third holds the same flavors, but settles at a medium to full body. Hitting the halfway point at 30 minutes, the second third remains the same. Dropping ash in inch chunks. Ending at an hour and five minutes, the last third shifts to a smooth, creamy earth and slight cinnamon with a light, earthy finish. There you go. That's why it goes so well with my Tennessee Fire. Why is that? The slight cinnamon. Mm, I can see that. I can see that being a good pairing. Uh Uh-huh. It is. I'll give it to you. Thank you. What do you and you're okay? So, uh, what was I gonna say? How far are you in your cigar? I just took the band off. Actually, I've got probably what? two and a half inches left of the cigar. What? So I think part Yours of that must be way smaller than mine. Uh, no, it's about the same size. I lit it before you. Um, you lit it before me, but remember how I mentioned that it seemed like it was a really loose draw? Yes. And I wonder, and I've had, I mean, I've probably had, I don't know, 10 of this cigar. And this is definitely the loosest draw. I mean, it's always been a good draw, but this is very, very loose. Um, and I almost wonder, I think that I had gotten, not, I don't think this means anything, because I think they were just all from the same place. But I think that I would gotten these ones, these Bellicosos, um, in like a, like a sample pack that came for free with some cigars that I had ordered. Versus the one that you have... I believe is one that I had picked up um, in a box when I bought a box of them, which would be almost a year ago. Christmas. Well, the draw on mine is great. And even though it's, I mean, it's not really a burn issue that it's swelling up a little bit. It still is holding together okay. It's not unraveling or anything. It's, yeah. it's okay for now. Yeah, I mean, mine's burning fine. It tastes great. It definitely still has a loose draw. I mean, it's definitely a little, like when I squeeze the cigar, it's a little little spongy. Like it's missing a little filler in there. Maybe a loose roll. But uh, it's Getting still a little lumpy? Uh, no, not lumpy. Okay. Just loose. Loosey-goosey, that's all. Yeah. Hey, I do have a little history on not just this cigar, but uh, Undercrown in general. Oh, I want to hear it. Which I, I kind of I like the history of the cigar, or these cigars, this line of cigars, we'll say. I hear race cars going by? Yeah, there's a big, uh, there's a big race going down my road, apparently. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, 
early 2019, this is from Drew Estate's website, by the way. This is the story of the underground. Uh, in early 2009, we asked our rollers to smoke less Liga Privada cigars because they were leaving too few to be ex exported. This request was met with the disappointment you would expect. But rather than being disgruntled, they responded by blending their own signature Liga, incorporating many of the same rare tobaccos, but of different vintages and primings. Um, the cigar they created was no more, no, sorry, was no mere replacement. My bad, I forgot how to read for a moment. Uh, rather, it is an exceptional smoking experience of uncompromising quality and flavor that deserves to be smoked by all. It is always the master makers who are heralded. But the reality is that great cigars are the product of many talented people. Um, I'm not going to read all of this. Um, it then goes on to say that in 2000... So that, that was the Underground Maduro that originally was made. Apparently the rollers just made it as like, hey, we've got some extra leaves from the Ligas. We're not allowed to smoke the Ligas here in the shop anymore, so let's just make our own cigar with the same tobacco. Um, is where it came from. And then in 2015 was the Underground Shade. And that was the first release ben, uh, blended by Drew Estate master blender Willie Herrera that did not fall under the Herrera Steli brand. Um, his continued involvement in the brand developed uh, with Drew Estate is evident with this blend. This is also a Herrera, I'm sorry, a Willie Herrera blend, along with the original blenders who made the first, which is known as the Maduro now. Very interesting. Yeah. So there's three kinds of the Undercrown. There's the Shade, which has like a golden kind of cream-colored band. Yeah, white and then gold around the perimeter. And then the Maduro, which is like a blue band. Yep. Dark blue. And then the Sun Grown, which is like a red and gold band. Yeah. And it is said that uh, one thing that was said at the Drew Estate factory when these were made is that the uh, Liga Privadas are made for the king, um, and so these are now made for the Undercrown, which is where they got their name. Wait, what king? It's just, I don't know. Like, just saying, hey, if Liga Privadas are like a cigar fit for a king, these ones are fit for an Undercrown. That was just oh. the saying. Like a prince? Um, yeah, like a prince, exactly. <laughs> a, another little detail that I didn't realize, considering we were both big Drew Estate fans, is that Drew Estate was founded in New York City in 1996. Drew Estate has become one of the fastest growing tobacco companies in the world under their mantra, the rebirth of cigars. Uh, if only we found them. Lines. We were meandering through New York City looking for cigars at age 14. Mm -hmm. It's right around that time, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if only we could have we hung with Jonathan. <laughs> well, that would have been creepy. Yep. <laughs> For many reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that, that's what I've got in some history. That's it, though. I mean, there's a lot more in there, but I feel like it's not really worth reading. I have an interesting, completely unrelated news article. Mm. You want to hear it? Yeah. How unrelated? Well, I'll read you the headline. All right. Columbia is threatening to sue Walmart over a cocaine-themed holiday sweater. <laughs> would, you, would you like to hear the text? I would love to hear the text. And a link to where I can purchase it, maybe? 
<laughs> so, apparently, uh, yes, in the Canadian website Walmart, uh, through a third party, was advertising a sweater that read, quote, let it snow. And then below that it said, in a caption, we all know how snow works. It's white, powdery, and the best snow comes straight from South America. That's bad news for jolly old St. Nick, who lives far away in the North Pole. That's why Santa really likes to savor the moment when he gets his hands on some quality, grade-A Colombian snow. <laughs> oh. So, a Colombian government agency has threatened to sue Walmart for associating the nation with cocaina. <laughs> I've, I don't know about you, I've never, ever associated the nation of Colombia with drugs of any kind for any reason no never Mm -mm. oh yeah me neither never i would have never have associated them with that especially cocaine yeah just kidding i mean i watched narcos <laughs> that's it that's that's the article <laughs> um hey. um what? I do have an email here. From who? <laughs> From Instagram. What does it say? <laughs> Please stop sending rude messages. Uh, no, this is from Instagram. Thanks What's for contacting say? us. Before we can help, we need to confirm that you own this account. Please reply to this email and attach a photo of yourself holding a handwritten copy of the code below. Please make sure that the photo hey! you send includes the above code handwritten on a clean sheet of paper followed by your full name and username. It includes both your hand that's holding the sheet of paper and your entire face. So they didn't say it couldn't be a full nude pic. <laughs> they, I mean, they didn't say that, but I have a feeling that wouldn't help as, us. <laughs> as long as you're holding the paper in your hand with the code, it doesn't matter what else is in the photo, right? Yeah, yeah. So that guy that posted that video wasn't wrong then. He wasn't wrong. So you got to do that. You got to you got to pose for them like, "Hey, hold up two fingers with today's newspaper without pants on." <laughs> oh, this is thanks the Instagram team. What sophistication their algorithms have. Send us a picture <laughs> with a with a piece of paper with his hand scribbled on it. With his code and your hand and face must be in it. <laughs> Which doesn't help because we be have pictures of, those, of our like, face on our Instagram. You should be wearing one of those obvious fake disguises with the glasses and the mustache. <laughs> Put a little, I think we do have some sticky mustaches in my kid's uh, costume box. Because <laughs> they don't know what we look like on the account. No. You just send a picture of a cigar holding up the piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't give well, a reason why, that, why we were banned, though. What's that? It doesn't give a reason why we're banned, though. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a reason. I think their algorithms are so aggressive. With because I, I was doing a little reading. I guess a bunch of people, just even as just single individuals with their own personal Instagram accounts, just get banned all of a sudden <laughs> for like liking too many things. <laughs> oh, see, I've never really, I've never really been an Instagrammer, uh, so I don't know about this world, you know. You are technically a millennial. Uh, don't don't do this. 
we did start a blog that we abandoned. <laughs> Is that what makes us a millennial? Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, I started a blog, but I haven't been back to it in a while. Yeah. Had so much going on. <laughs> Life just got really hectic. My parents are, you know, just making me clean up more. <laughs> you know what, Manny? I don't think that that's kind, considering that out of the 12 people that listen to us, I think majority of them are millennials. How do you know that? Um, well, I know four of them. Personally, personally is what I would oh. say. Yeah. You don't know them biblically? Um, I mean, I, I don't really know what that means. And I don't care to go into that on this podcast. Mm. Mm. Hey, I do have a question for you, Manny. This could be considered okay. a Cigar 101 question, as someone mentioned it. We should have, should we have intro music for the Cigar 101 section? <laughs> yeah, what, you got something for us? I'm sure I could whip a little something up. Yeah? I think that was well worth it. <laughs> That'll be it. Well worth it. Uh, Manny, have you ever heard of... Yes? Dipping. Yep. Uh, no, I mean dipping your cigar. Sorry. I should have been a little bit more clear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> should have been a little more... different kinds of dipping. I should have been a little more clear as I could mean I could, several different things. I can think of so many ways I've dipped things. Yeah. Um, so you're not talking about tobacco. No. Like dip, like packing a lip. Not talking about skinny dipping. You're not talking about skinny dipping. You're not talking about dipping the pen in company ink. Nope, not talking about that. I'm talking about dipping your cigar pre-smoke. In what? I, I believe people dip it in alcohol is mostly what people do. Um, although I've, I've, when I say mostly what people do, I don't know. This is a huge thing. Uh, but I randomly ran Where's into this. Kindness? So I, I forget. I think I was looking up when we were doing the Añejo podcast. Um, I think I was looking up uh, cognac aged leaves. And this topic came up in my search. And I remember being like, oh, I'm going to bring this up. And then two podcasts later, I completely forgot about it. Um, until Save was, it for the air. That's right. Well, I was with a, I was with a buddy of mine who's kind of newer to cigars, and he made a joke about which he's also a big bourbon collector. He's got, he's got quite a bit of bourbon um, and very rare different kinds. I mean, I'm not a, I, I enjoy bourbon, but I don't know a ton about it. Uh, but this is the kind of guy who knows a lot about bourbon. So he kind of jokingly said, hey, what bourbon am I going to dip my cigar in? So I was like, oh, it's enough that like, he knows about it. Um, so I figured it might be worth talking about. Um, so here's a question on Reddit. The controversial question, is it okay to dip cigars in alcohol? Specifically, I mean cognac or rum. I am asking this question here because I have not been able to find a definite answer online or elsewhere at all. So is it okay or not okay to dip the end? Now, this person's talking about just dipping the end. I've heard of people dipping their entire cigar before lighting it. And they say that it helps slow down the burn process. That's impossible. What, to dip your entire cigar? Yeah. Well, you, I mean, don't, you don't have tall you glasses in your house? any liquid, how's it going to burn? I don't know, man. Um, 
here we go. Uh, he goes into a little bit more specifying his question, which I don't think he needed to do. Uh, here's an answer. Nay, I also don't put ketchup on my steak. I like ketchup. I like steak. They don't need to be combined. Uh, I figure if a person went to all the trouble of blending and rolling and selling me a $15 cigar, I should probably enjoy the flavors that they thought up instead of uh, thinking some um, El Presidente is going to make them better. I don't know how... I honestly don't know how it would be smokable after doing that. I I don't know either. (laughs) And you can also just drink the bourbon... Well, one of the other responses to this is ever dip an Opus and Miller Lite? <laughs> <laughs> Milk? <laughs> You're missing out. Lighter fluid? <laughs> Bud Lime is where it's at. <laughs> Strawberita, bro. <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> I know, like, I don't know if they dip them, <clears throat> but I know um, there's a place nearby that rolls cigars that does flavored cigars, so they'll do, like, you know, like maple bourbon flavor, they'll do wine, they do honey, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now with the wine one, I don't know how they do that. I've I've only smoked one or two. Like they're really small, they're like cigarillos. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe they dip those, who knows? Well, I know at La Casa Gran, down the road from you, um, you can buy, I think it's actually in connection with, um, I'm sorry that I'm blanking, but what, what's your spot over there? In Rochester, Do we have smoke shop. No, 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 no. The the cigar rolling spot. Oh, uh, Santiago cigars. Yes, it's in uh, it's in combination with Santiago, but they do have like wine. I don't know if they're dipped, but infused cigars at least. And I have seen a couple things on how you can infuse your own cigars with a bourbon, cognac, or wine if you want, and that just involves almost in the same way that you would condition a humidor. Um, if, if you condition a humidor, you know, the same way I do, which is to wipe down your humidor with distilled water. Um, people have taken like either old cigar boxes or an old humidor they don't care about and they wipe it down with whatever, whatever, you know, liquid they choose to infuse their cigars with and then keep their cigars in there, not on the wood, obviously to soak up the actual moisture itself, but just to start infusing it with the flavor. And typically they'll put like a little cup or a little like saucer in there that has more of whatever that liquid was. So you can infuse your cigars with flavors that way. I personally have never... Urine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's... That, if you love the flavor of ammonia in your cigars. Actually, I know cigars tend to have that aroma of ammonia when they're freshly opened in a box. Hmm. That I've had that. I've heard about that. That's, why, that's one of the reasons why you let them age. They can kind of have... As they're aging and kind of finishing their process of settling in, like in your humidor, in the box... For a little while, they'll retain kind of an ammonia odor when they're very fresh. Yeah. No, I wouldn't use urine to infuse them, but um, they can have kind of an ammonia aroma. Hey, here's an interesting reply. Not about ammonia, yes. but to the question. As others said, do what you want. Personally, I've done it with honey, maple syrup, or port. And I only do it from the second third onwards. Never the first third. Highly recommend maple syrup paired with coffee. <laughs> I'm going to just dip the, the foot of the cigar in water and let it soak. <laughs> this is on Reddit. I don't know if this is true, but I feel like I should fo- find this somewhere. But someone also replied with, smoke how you want. 
There's a guy on here who likes to shove cigars in his butt. So alcohol should be fine. Huh. <laughs> I wonder if there I guess actually is a, a guy faster in here. Delivery s- <laughs> that'd be a faster delivery system for nicotine. Don't know that that's how it works. <laughs> and it would save your uh, save you a little bit of money on dental hygiene as opposed to letting a cigar sit in your mouth. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, it might not be very comfortable, especially when you light it. (laughs) Oh, Manny. Yep. Here's a guy that says that he's done it before in Cognac Report. He's dipped the entire cigar, a quick dip, and then pats it dry. Apparently, it was also done when you had an especially dry cigar in your humidor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to wet it. Here, here, hold on, hold on. Same guy says, I know a guy who runs his cigars under a water tap for a few seconds, doses it from head to foot, what? then immediately pats it dry, and then lights it up. He swears by it. That, <laughs> to each their own, I guess. <laughs> that makes no I'm never doing that. That makes zero sense. I feel like that we could take those cigars that I rolled and try it with that. It might make them better. <laughs> Well, why would you go to so much trouble to, like, maintain perfect humidity in the perfect environment for a cigar and suddenly just submerge it in liquid after being so careful not to wet it, get drips on it, ruin it before that? And, really, how's it going to burn? Like, you can't, you can't, like, it's wet. Even mm-hmm. if you pat it dry, like. Uh, it's going to be smoky as can be. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. And you, you might flambe yourself. Oh, yeah. Depending on what it is. Like, if there's alcohol vapors, you go to light it, you get a little quick flambe. Maybe we shouldn't mention this and just let people, you know, weed themselves out. I stir-fry my cigar in a little butter first, and then yeah. I light it. You stir-fry it in a little butter? A little, yep. a little soy a nice sauce? crispy. Some toasted like sesame seeds them. in there. Pickle my cigars over months and months, and then I oh. bust them out. Well, my guess is the guy or gal who is keeping their humidor... Perfect humidification and perfect temperature is probably not the same guy or gal who's dipping it in liquid. (laughs) I mean, some of the wrappers are oily enough that they repel moisture. Nope, nope. But again, even if they did, if you're dipping it, why are you dipping it if it... I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Does not make sense to me Just drink it. Yeah, just 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 pair it. it. That's all. Yeah. Although I, I, I mean, conversely, you could you know kind of marinate cigars in like some liquor and then drink the liquor. That is true. Oh, that'd be oh, that'd be gross. <laughs> I know that my sick. wife uh, went to a uh, bourbon bar in Denver, I believe it was, um, where they, and I don't know the name of the drink, and I've never tried something like this myself, but apparently they had charred some oak. And put the oak in there, and then also charred some pipe tobacco, and put that in there, and shook oh. it all up, and then strained it out, and gave her the drink, and she said it was delicious. Huh. That sounds good. How can it not be good? Um, so my, so are you done with yours? Um, I'm, I was trying to relight it a minute ago, but I didn't want to bother everyone with the sound. What sound? You know the. 
It is too cold where, uh, where I'm sitting right now for my torch lighter to work. I think I need a new torch lighter. Oh, I had to turn my heater off out here in the barn. You need a man cave with a heater, bro. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that it gets that, not like it gets that cold here in Virginia. Right now, I I'm think only it's out about here 20 degrees outside here. Hmm. I'm not actually sure what the temp is. Here. 38. Say something funny. I'm going to go grab a beer. Okay. So now that he's gone, we can say whatever we want about him, right? And by we, I guess I'm talking to myself. All right, when he comes back, we're all just going to laugh. Pretend like I said a really funny joke. Ready for it. Like I just dropped the punchline. He's going to think he missed out on something hilarious. <laughs> and I'm back. Oh, what's so funny? Oh, what did I miss? What oh, are you talking yeah, to? Sorry, you missed it. What? Tell oh, me. No, no, no. You, it, sorry, it's, it's not something you can recreate. Oh, come on. I missed the whole no, thing. No, the listeners and I, we know. <sighs> no inside jokes. We no, agreed on you'll, that. You'll have to wait till it's published. I'm sorry. Oh, darn it. I promise it's nothing personal. Well, I'm sure it is. It's only business. And I grabbed a Fathead's Headhunter IPA. Nice. Are you still, uh, do yep. you still have your cigar going? Still going. It picked up in strength, I will say. Oh, look at you. Did yours? Um, mine did not. Mine was pretty steady throughout. Um, although it could be burning and you know, the flavor prof profile could be a little different because of how it's burning too. If it's burning a little quicker than yours. Yeah, mine picked up. I'm not to the band yet. I probably got like an inch to the band and it's, it did pick up in strength. I, I, at this point it started out very smooth, but I would put it kind of a medium to eh, medium full. Pro actually probably medium full. I'm feeling the nicotine. <laughs> nice. It's dripping nicotine all over. <laughs> Watch out. Hey, um, yeah, go wait. ahead. Speaking of crappy algorithms, um, perfect. Segue. I just want you to know what perfect segue there. Thanks. Um, <laughs> in the last forty-eight hours, <coughs> pardon me, mind you, I've made one purchase ever from JR Cigars years ago. <coughs> I yeah. got in the last forty-eight hours. 17 emails <laughs> advertising JR Special Cigars. Really? I've never once responded to them. Maybe over the years I've looked at a handful of the emails. 17 in the last two days. So you definitely can't buy anything through them now. They're going to think On it worked. principle, no. <laughs> They're going to think it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I have 26,000 unread emails in my inbox. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. I can't figure out a way how to delete them like before a certain date, so it just keeps on accumulating. I think if you... Uh, I mean, we don't have to do... Uh, what the heck? Let's discuss this on the podcast. Um, yeah, this is I, important and I, relevant. I think that if you log in on your web browser, there's an option... Is it Yahoo Mail? Yeah. I think there's an option to delete all of the emails. Well, I want to keep some. Yeah, they're really important. <laughs> 
Some of them we are. Just lost yeah, hotel them reservations on New Year's Eve, baby. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Nice. Getting a little getaway. Oh, yeah. You know what that means. It means you're going to have a cigar? Room service. No, I can't have a cigar. i got to be smelling nice. Oh. You know. <laughs> oh. Well, I am looking forward to uh, the wife and I have a trip to Florida at the, in the first week of January. Um, we're going to be in sunny Orlando. I'm hoping it's going to be sunny. But uh, in past times, going down there in January typically is, uh, you know, you have like mid-70s is your weather during the day. And every year it's been pretty clear and sunny. So I'm sure I'll get a few. Uh, we should probably record a podcast while I'm there. We could, uh, you know, depending on how the connectivity is all the way down in Florida. Yeah, they have Wi-Fi. It's okay. All right. Well, I wasn't sure. So that's good. Yep. Yep, I can. I'm, I assume that I can smoke at the hotel. It is a Disney resort, so we'll see. <laughs> I had a friend show up to have a little smoke uh, for Sunday night football mm-hmm. uh, this past Sunday, and uh, just happened to my friend happened to mention, "Oh yeah, we're going uh, to the Bahamas for the New Year's with the whole family." I was like, "Wow, that sounds awesome." Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'll be honest, I am looking forward to, uh, to getting down in the warm weather and putting some shorts back on and enjoying myself. I thought myself. you liked the cold. I do like the cold, but it is, uh, ever since I've been here in the D.C. area, I do look forward to getting the heck out. It's, uh, I do feel like the two years that we lived in Rochester, there was not a single time that I was like, oh, I gotta get out of here. Um, but now that we're here in D.C., it's, I do have to say holidays, though. Kind of everyone clears out, so it's nice. But uh, but I could always go for a getaway. A time without the kids. A little too much. Yeah, I've got a few buddies who are going early and going to Corona Cigars in Orlando. I don't know if you've heard anything about Corona Cigars. I have. But, uh, but I was not able to um, change my flight without spending way too much money. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're going to be going down two days early. So I've just tasked one of them, who I trust wholeheartedly with his cigar choices, um, to pick up a couple cigars for me and surprise me. That is superb. I believe last time he surprised me, uh, he gave me a um, box-pressed um, Liga Number no. 9. And you still haven't smoked it? Not yet. Not yet, I haven't. There was I something... have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We talked about humidification for our humidors at one point. Yeah. How do you actually wet your humidifier? Um, so for me, I have those like plastic slotted, like canisters um in my tall humidor with the drawers um each drawer has its own humidification system it's one of those little plastic slotted canisters with i'm not sure of the material it's inside but it's kind of like a it reminds me of like one of those green foams that you'd find in like a like a craft store for fake flowers is what the consistency of it reminds me of but uh anyways uh how i do it which i actually just did it this evening because my humidity was going a little low um, by a little low, it was only, it was at 64%. But, uh, anyways, I, I just lay mine out since I use distilled water. 
I lay mine out in a towel and then just pour distilled water over it and let it sit for about a minute. And then I flip them over so if there's any extra water in there, it'll drain out of the slotted uh, slots. And yeah, give it a tap, wipe it down so it's nice and dry and stick them back in my humidor. I used to, well, I know there's other ways too of, I used to do this where you take the humidifier and you soak it in like a cup of distilled water for like a minute. Yeah. When I had a really big humidifier, like a long rectangular one, I had to do half and then flip it and soak the other half. Yeah. And that worked well. Once in a while, because you have no choice but to like completely saturate it every time you do that. Yep. Once in a while, it can make it a little too humid, depending on what the outside environment is at. Yeah. Uh, with the gel ones, so the Z-Car one that I use, it's like a gel, they're little gel beads that sit in like a plastic cup. And you can mount it like against the wall. It has a magnet and a sticky thing on the back, but I just keep mine at the bottom of the humidor face up. So what I do is I just top it off with either distilled water or the propylene glycol solution. And I don't have to worry about soaking it. It doesn't drip anywhere. I just top it off in the holes in the top and then the beads soak it up and you just set it back in. It's, it's the most convenient, consistent way I've had so far to keep proper humidification in my humidifier is the, the Z-Car like gel humidification humidifiers. How often do you have to mess with those? Like how often do you have to rehumidify? Um, right now it's pretty dry cause it's winter. Um, but probably once every two weeks to once every month, just depending on conditions. Nice. Um, now Chase, what is distilled water? Um, I believe it's water that is distilled. <laughs> <laughs> Not boiled? Um, I, I don't know if it's, my assumption is it's boiled and stripped of... Uh, all of the um, metals and minerals that you'd have in regular tap water. Mm-hmm. Is this another one of these pop quizzes that you keep getting me on? I just want to point out the fact that it wasn't until about six months ago that you put it together that boiled water is not distilled water. Um, yes and no. Okay. In my defense, Manny's referring to a conversation that we had to where I was using a neti pot. And it's recommended that you use distilled water when running water through your sinuses. And, uh, and I just said, I just boil some water up and then use that. And he said, you know, it's not distilled water. I said, well, don't get me wrong. It's fine for my body, just not for my humidor. I believe it was our conversation. But you still thought boiled water was the same thing as distilled water. You know what, Manny? Fine, I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was wrong. Is that what you want to hear? I do so much. Oh. Hey, I just want to point that out. I think it's important. And hey. I don't think, you know what? You're not alone. I think there are other people out there that just can't figure that out. Distilled water has been run through a still. So it's evaporated, condensed, and then collected. So it leaves all the minerals and everything else behind because those things can cause mold. So I could boil water with, um, let's say, like some plastic wrap over it and then collect that water that vapors up to the plastic wrap, correct? If you wanted to go through that effort to acquire <laughs> distilled water, yes, that would work. So really the boiling process can produce distilled water. <laughs> 
I mean, if you collect the <laughs> distill it, yes. Yes. All right. Just, I'm just making sure. So I'm, I was partially right. And I remember in college, I mean, I knew this in college. I knew what distilled water was. And I remember I ran out of it. So I boiled water over a stove and I rigged like a, like a metal bowl over the pot of boiling water. So the steam would collect on the bowl and then drip down the sides and what I ended up doing is I would just steam the bowl on the inside and then wipe the sponge in there. And that was my humidification device. <laughs> it worked for a little bit. There you go. Hey, I don't know if I even, if I got into the details with you, but this might be a good spot to get into them of the uh, cigar event I went to on Friday night. Oh, uh, the placenta. P- Placencia is the name of the company. Placencia. Placencia. Not placenta. Not placenta. Uh, although I do have to say, every time I hear that name, I also think of placenta, along with everyone that was at the cigar event that, when that conversation came up. <laughs> you mean they associated it with that as well? No, no. It wasn't like the reps. It was just the guys sitting around smoking cigars. Like, like the joke was thrown around. There's one that had, that's the uh, Alma de Fuego. Or Fuego, I'm sorry. Um, and that is a Nicaraguan cigar, and it has a red band. And suddenly so, you know, the tobacco is also fairly red in color, um, like the wrapper. And uh, so there are quite a few, hey, you, uh, you lighten up that uh, red placenta? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the first was, placenta I've had in my mouth. I don't know if anyone went that far. <laughs> but, uh, wow, you got to be adventurous in your love life. But yeah, anyways... <laughs> It was it was a good event. Um, I went with a couple of buddies of mine. I did not know it was going on, but a good friend of mine keeps uh, keeps in the know when it comes to the cigar events. So there's a little spot locally, um, Little Havana Cigars, um, is the shop, and it's a place that is like a it's like a private club, and they charge a ridiculous amount for a membership, considering the very little, in my mind, the the very little. Uh, you get out of it. Um, I could see where it might be good for some guys. Like, there's a lot of guys here that, like, this weather right now is too cold to have a cigar outside. Um, so it is a place that's open later than most smoke shops in the area. Um, it's a place where, you know, you, you get to have a, a box, you know, a humidor there that you can store cigars in. Cigars, cigars only that you purchase there, obviously. And you do get a discount um, on the cigars that you buy. Um, and I think that you also get, like, they send you a birthday gift and all that kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the owner's great. I've met him a couple times. Um, I just, you know, with a place like Old Virginia Tobacco Company, I don't see any reason to go pay, you know, 100 bucks a month to be able to smoke a cigar. They do, if you spend, like, over $50, you can smoke a cigar there for free. But if you just buy one cigar, they charge you $10 to smoke it there. Ooh. Yeah. Which is yeah, a little... Yeah, I got a car. Yeah, exactly. I've got it. I've got a house. Actually, um, but anyways, it was a good event. Um, there was quite a turnout. They did like a little, uh, a little um, raffle at the end that uh, one of my buddies won, and there's another gentleman who won for the second time while he was there, and he was drunk as can be, um, and he was just like, "Anyone want this?" So me and the other guy were pointing to uh, my other buddy who was there who invited us to the event. And, uh, and it was kind of funny because this guy like stumbled over and was like, are right, you, you? And we we're like, yeah, yeah, him. And, uh, he gave him this box of cigars and, uh, 
And he was like, oh, you're so kind, you're so generous. And then he literally looked at him and he was like, they were pointing at you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was kind of a, a funny moment. But, uh, but I did have one of the Placencia um, Alma Fuerte, um, which was delicious. It's like their full-bodied smoke, really good smoke. Um, I also purchased their Nicaraguan. Their, I think it's a Honduran company, but uh, their Nicaraguan... Uh, all Nicaraguan tobacco cigar. Um, and I also got one other one, but I don't remember. Well, in, in, in my defense, I didn't get it there. I actually bought it at my usual spot, which was $3 cheaper. So, <laughs> yeah, but it was a great, great event. Um, they had uh, their, their regional sales rep was there kind of running the event. Had a bunch of pizza that someone donated, but it was a good event. I feel like if I owned a cigar shop... I would do an event like that like every other week. Because it brought like 50 people in. Um, let's say half of them are like regulars. The other half are just people that were coming in to check out the cigar line and you know, be able to use the lounge. But, uh, but it was a good event. Good stuff. They have, events, uh, they have events once in a while. Do we have smoke shop? Go spend some money. <laughs> um, but I don't get to a lot of them. I went to one for uh, Eric Stokeby. The yeah. pipe tobacco distributor manufacturer. What's his, uh, is that Generation 40-something? You mean of the Stokeby family? Yeah, what's the name of that company? Oh, I, hold on. I don't know. Oh, well, hey, continue your story. I'll find out. <laughs> he autographed a couple tins for me. Nice. And told me if I ever wanted a spot at the Chicago Pipe Show to let him know. There you go. Um, I also had one time I stopped in a Duyav and there was a guy who was driving a Bentley. He was very overweight and very red in the face. And he, I was just making small talk with the guys there and they introduced me and he was buying a pipe and he was spending a lot of money on a pipe. Yeah. Now I sell my pipes on consignment at Duyav smoke shop and I know what goes into a good pipe. I know how to pick out a really good pipe. Because I make them, so I know what goes into, you know, the internals and the fit and finish and all that. So I was just chatting to him for a little bit, and it dawned on me, he was only interested in the most expensive pipe in the cabinet. Um, I think there's a reason why he was driving a Bentley. You just had money And he, I guess, owned a bunch of tobacco shops in Florida and showed me how on his phone he can see through the cameras into every one of his store and talk to his employees through the cameras like oh i'm sure they appreciate that <laughs> and so he said hey i like your pipes i'll buy 40 of them <laughs> and I, I mean at the time uh i think i had only made about 50 pipes total ever in my life and uh he he was like i said i i can't there's no way I could make 40 pipes for you with any reasonable time frame. Yeah. He's like, no, what do they cost? About 200 a piece? Nope. I said, they're probably going to be more than that. Uh, I hand make them. They take a lot of time. You're talking about pipes that take anywhere from 25 to 50 hours per pipe, you know, depending on the finish. And then you grade them depending on the, the grade of the briar. And the end price is the quality of the pipe when you're hand so making a pipe. What's that? So 250 <laughs> so yeah, two twenty-five. You got to deal. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, that's a fair amount of money, I guess. But I, I don't have time to make forty pipes. I work full time. But he didn't want to take that 
uh, he didn't want to take no for an answer. Yeah. Because he drives a Bentley. Um, and he was wearing shorts with a Hawaiian shirt. and was very red in the face. Yeah. And I don't know if I mentioned that. You did. But I said, I just said, uh, you know, sir, I'm, <laughs> listen, man, I, when I'm making handmade pipes, I mean, if I'm working at my max, I'm making six a year tops, maybe 10 if I have nothing else going on and no children in my life. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, you know, dear, deal's still here if you ever want to take me up on it. I said, okay, well, I can't do 40. Sorry. He said, okay, see you later. So you've got 10 of those made so far? <laughs> uh, no. Since then, I've probably made like five or six pipes. <laughs> that was years no, ago. No, actually, since then, I've probably, I probably made about 10 pipes since then. But it's still, that's, yeah. I'm not a full-time hand pipe craftsman. Although that sounds awesome, can't do it. Hey, fourth generation, by the way, is the name of that company. Fourth generation, and they have some great pipe tobacco. They do. They often have fourth generation deals. Actually, I should look into that because uh, maybe it's even Stokeby who comes down to uh, Virginia, and they do like a pipe show. Well, yeah. I mean, if you made it to Rochester, New York, and did a whole like half day event at Dewey Ave Smoke Shop, he. I mean, not to say they're a small like they're big in Rochester, but compared to like other pipe shops nationally. Um, the fact that he made it up here makes me think he's probably doing a ton of appearances. Yeah. I almost got you a Christmas gift today, Manny. What? Almost. You know, aside from the box that's on its way with some delicious cigars. I think there's a threshold you cross when you're too generous as a friend to where you're less of a friend. Oh, yeah? Is that, is that how it works? No, it actually isn't how it works. Well, I'm trying <laughs> to relight my cigar. I've got like an inch and a half left on it. But all, I did give up on mine. Yeah, all my lighters are a little, uh, a little too cold right now. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, so the gift I was going to get is Old Virginia Tobacco Company just had a Meerschaum Pipe Show. Um, and they had, it wasn't just like one brand. There were a couple different brands there. And they were anywhere from like $55 to like 120 was kind of the range. There were some Petersons there. There was... Um, What's the company that, Meerschaum, Missouri Meerschaum, is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. They had a bunch of their pipes there. Uh, so when I, when I was there, yeah, I was trying to make a quick trip in between jobs, and uh, the guy, Andy, was kind of joking around. I was like, yeah, keep looking at him, keep looking at him. I was like, no, I got a budget. I got to stick to it. Um, and then uh, when I lit up my cigar in there, uh, he was like, hey, just, uh, I'm just packing up these pipes because this is the last day of our pipe show. <laughs> and then uh and then i was like no nah, i'm all set andy and then uh, all of a sudden he called his uh regional manager um or uh, i forget the lady's name but who owns all of the old virginia tobacco companies um and he said hey are we uh are we still planning to do 50 percent off on these pipes before they go out and uh and she was like yep he had her on speaker and he just looked at me <laughs> wow and i had to stick to my guns and that was to not purchase me another gift? Nope. Sorry. I didn't purchase myself another gift, too, if that helps. I deserve it, you know? I worked so hard for you. You know, when that box shows up, just throw it in the fire. And you just, you just throw our friendship away. Well, I think on that note, to give you a little space to cry. I don't need space. I need you. We should probably end this podcast before it gets embarrassing no. for you. No. I want to ask you something. <laughs> All right. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so I did go into Dewey Ave Smoke Shop. I keep mentioning them because everyone should spend as much money as they can in Dewey Ave Smoke Shop. Um, but I was in there, and I did get you 
<gasps> a couple, a couple little <gasps> things. Oh, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy, but things I think you'll appreciate. And one of them I'm real excited about, only because I, when I go in there, sometimes, especially when I'm buying for somebody, I'll say, "Hey, Kevin, who's the man? Uh, anything new come in? Anything interesting? Anything you think? Uh, hey, man, you might like to try that." And he always says, "I know just the thing." Whether he does or doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm excited. He's a good salesman, at least. Oh well, he's never wrong. He's always only recommended great cigars to me. Mm-hmm. So I trust him. And he's also not trust the kind him. of guy who's going to recommend just the most expensive cigars he has. No, in fact, so he brought me to this one. He said, "You know what? I got just the thing." He said, "I got these cigars. I had not heard of them before. We got them from the distributor." People are coming in and just grabbing handfuls, and I can't keep them on the shelves. But I don't, I've never smoked one. I don't know what the deal is. Obviously, people know about this. They don't seem to be marketing very hard. I'd never heard of the brand when, I, when he showed it to me. The brand is Charter Oak. Yeah, I've never heard of it. And, and me neither. So I bought four of them because they're only six and a half bucks up here in New York, which is really great. And they're small cigars. They're probably like Corona, Robusto size somewhere in there a uh, really dark wrapper and i'm very curious to try one yeah nice they've got a little um, tree on it i assume on the on the band probably but i forget well i'm looking at a picture of it actually oh so <laughs> then why are you asking me uh questions to which you know the answers to already um it's kind of like your pop quizzes that's <laughs> true <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to be uh, sending you that. I'll probably stop over at Santiago Cigars sometime around the holidays and send you a post-New Year's package. Oh, i got to wait that long? Forget it. <laughs> Forget it? You don't want Forget it? it. There won't be room in my humidor by then. Yeah, I'll just smoke them all. That's fine. <laughs> I do have an inkling that I'm going to be getting some cigars for Christmas. So I did uh, reorganize my humidors. Uh, first of all, I have a, a gift box for someone. I doubt this person will listen before he gets it, but for my father. <laughs> there it is. I was going to say, you're holding out on us tonight, Manny. I got gas, but it, it's not coming out the back end yet. Oh, <laughs> thank you for clarifying. <laughs> it's great. And when I lean in and I smell the microphone, it smells like old, stale smoke. Oh, nice. Because I realize I've been like just inches away from the microphone smoking the cigar for however many episodes we've done. <laughs> hey, in case you are wondering why my uh, voice quality sounds a little worse than Manny's, uh, it's because I'm just using a good old-fashioned uh, earbuds plugged into my laptop here. But that's also something I'm getting for Christmas is a new microphone. So, uh, you know, make sure you come back and, uh, and listen to the real deal. Wow, that's going to be a game changer. We got to let Instagram know. <laughs> hey, can you wait? Can you do me a favor? Yes. Well, wait. Because I know you're going to. When you send them that weird, perverty picture of you holding up a picture, yes, or holding up a piece of paper with some code drawn on it, mm-hmm. will you put on your wife's makeup and pretend like that's normal? Oh, were you assuming I wouldn't have her makeup on for that? I was just making sure that you also want to mess with um, the Instagram people as much as I do. <laughs> then there's no way they can judge me and ban me, right? Right. Yeah. How dare you <laughs> um, be a bigot towards my lifestyle choice? Yep. <laughs> yep. 
I, I, I will do that. I'll, I'll post it up on, uh, on our Instagram account, too. Well, maybe I should do it wearing, like, all Puerto Rican flag gear <laughs> and being like, oh, you can't discriminate against me. I'm Puerto Rican. <laughs> I'm a man of a little bit of color. Just Some a little color. bit. <laughs> um, I did have a pastor tell me once that I was a little darker because I was a little closer to hell, so I was a little bit more burnt than everyone else. <laughs> That's I mean, not a joke. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> oh. Well, hey, on that note, <laughs> I think 80 minutes is about, I don't know, 78 minutes too long for anyone who's listening. Yeah, way too long. You sh- if you're still tuned in, you should feel bad about yourself. You should probably seek help. <laughs> I know I do. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, hey. Thanks for tuning in, if you are still listening. And uh, Yes. What, what are we going to smoke next time, Manny? Um, oh, wow. What do we have? Uh, I don't know, man. We, we, now we've got a lot of options, because now our humidors are starting to mirror each other, you know? Yeah. Um, we could do... I keep saying the feral pig, because I really want to try that. Ooh. Hey, are we going to try and get an episode in before Christmas? Uh, Christmas week? We could. All right, I can see if I can make that happen. We're going to have family in town. But uh, maybe we have some guests on the podcast. Yeah, put your mother-in-law on. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for blowing up my spot. <laughs> What? I thought about bringing my mom on uh, earlier. Yeah? Yep. She could tell us more about the cigar hangover. She's got a lot of knowledge about things uh, that I'm not aware of. Yeah? Things that she might not even have knowledge of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's enough. (laughs) All right. I can edit that out, Manny. Don't worry. I'll definitely edit that out for you. I don't think my mom's going to listen. Yeah. Well, she just doesn't know about it yet. I'll make sure I send her a text right after this with a link. Well, she can't find us on Instagram, so that's good. <laughs> oh, well, hey. Thank you for listening. Manny, thank you for enjoying the cigar with me. Thanks for talking to me every single day at length while we should be working. Chase, I appreciate that. Yeah. Anytime. All right. All right. Well, are you going to play us out? <laughs>